When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Who's going to be first to the floor here? And it was Marcus Smart as he usually is. What is up? Welcome to the First to the Floor podcast. We've got a very special episode planned for you today. I'm joined by our New Zealand correspondent, Joe. How are you today, mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good. Nice. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful morning here. Jake, um, I don't know if the sun's up in Australia. Probably not. I can hear the birds. Daylight savings clicked over a couple of weeks ago, so it's a little dark yet. We're, we're joined by a very special guest today, Gilbert Williams, the father of Grant Williams. How are you today, mate? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Doing well, doing well. Beautiful. I can see the um, quality Grant Williams jersey in the in the background there from the bubble our first kind of window into the to the Grant Williams experience in the playoffs proving his um incredible worth on the court but Gilbert I reckon we'll we'll start with you um it looks like you're a bit of a bit of a baller yourself back in the day Minnesota State Mavericks inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2014 if I'm not mistaken what yes indeedy how did that happen All right I played a little basketball in my time. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I did. What, what was your game like? My game was similar to Grant's. You know, I, I went to a school that had a 2-12 and 12 conference record before I got there, and we turned it around and became went 12-2 and two and went to the semifinals in the NCAA tournament. Oh, wow. You guys made the tournament. Yes. D1. D2. D2. Oh, man. It's, that's cool, though. In education, regardless of whether or not it's D1 or D2, it's still the same trophy and still the same scholarship opportunity. Man, that's awesome. That, that's right. Is, is, so is that, that's where Grant got that, that post-up baseline spin move? Is, was that you teaching him that one? All the time. When you grow up, I grew up in New York City with the best basketball players on the planet in my time. And we had an opportunity to grow in, and play basketball and learn. Um, all I could do was pass that down to my children and make sure they at least had the, the skills that I had. And Grant just superseded that. Right, right. I, you know, I do wonder, like, what it's like as a, like, I don't have kids of my own, but, um, you know, you kind of want your kids to be, like, you kind of want your kids to love the same things you love, you know? Did you find it was, like, any conflict there with uh 
when you're you know raising any of your kids, but but Grant included, like trying to get them to trying to get them to be interested, and you want to teach them stuff that you know, but they don't necessarily want to hear. <laughs> well, you got it exactly right, but uh, but fortunately, I have um, Grant has four other brothers. They all played basketball, and he was influenced most by his older brother Gabon, who played at West Charlotte High School here. And Gabon won the state championship in the state of North Carolina. And Grant was a part like the water boy on that team. Mm -hmm. So Grant got an opportunity to see what winning was like on a high level. And as a result, he wanted to emulate his brother and be better than him through the competition of brotherhood. Ideal. Ideal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I I, I always do. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, I was just wondering, how, how old was he when he got better than his brother? He hasn't gotten there yet. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a big difference. You know, what happens is we always tease Grant. Grant is better than his brother currently. But Grant is bigger, stronger, but not quite as fast. And one of the things that we found is that Gabon, his older brother, has a motor to die for. That right. means he plays the game at a ridiculous clip. Mm. And that's one of the things that we always would tell Grant that he was never as good as Gabon because he never (laughs) Gabon motor. Right. And Grant constantly, even to this day says, dad, do I have the motor yet? Do I have the motor yet? And I constantly tell him not yet, son, not yet. It's (laughs) so part of Grant's game. And recently in the playoffs, he displayed a similar motor to what Gabon. Right. Guard one through five. Mm-hmm. And I don't know many people in the NBA that guard one through five. No, not truly. Typically, it's people that say they guard one through five. It's it's typically two through four. Correct. Not, rarely, right. rarely can someone actually pick up point guards. It's rarely can someone guard Kyrie in the first quarter and then KD in the second, and then also bang with Nicholas Claxton in the fourth. Very yes. rare. It was pretty interesting when they started switching off Grant, right? Like that Grant would be Grant would have a guy, and, and, and teams would start bringing up, you know, somebody else in the pick and roll to get Grant off the ball, you know? That was, that was pretty cool, man. Well, you know, look, I, I, I nicknamed, I hashtag Grant, I coined the phrase growing in the game because Grant, is a person that never gets enough, never stops learning. He continues to grow in the game. So I copyrighted hashtag growing in the game because that's what I've called Grant since he was a freshman in high school. And I knew that he would be able to succumb all of the negativity because Grant wasn't the top player in North Carolina in high school. He was like 150. Right. Grant, Grant was going to go to Yale. At least that's what I, that we wanted for him to go to. Yeah, that's right. But Grant decided that he wanted to go play Division One basketball in a high conference, the SEC. So he chose Tennessee without his mother and his father's blessings. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, <laughs> there we go. So um, he went to Tennessee, and he, he, you know, he charted his own path. Well, how does that? Inter- how does yeah, that come? Yeah. Sorry, I was say, something something I, I learned recently. I, I I just flew back from 
I did a little bit of a tour of the south of the U.S. and I was in Nashville, Tennessee, um, you know, and I'm wearing my Celtics gear around um, and something I realized off of Twitter this week and the more con- Grant content, uh, content that gets posted from our account is that they love him down there, that he he made a, a really significant and positive impact on on the community down there. People that um, reach out on, on, it, on the internet and just chatting to people on the ground, they're like, oh, we loved Grant. We love what he brought to the game. Um, they, they probably would disagree a little bit with your motor, but I think Caban clearly has a has a – elite elite motor because people that people think love that about grant that he's diving on the floor he's willing to put his body on the line um but that's been something that from tennessee perspective like still see i saw um some uh, some grant williams jerseys still up in dick sporting goods when i was looking for we were looking for some for some gear um but yeah so it clearly made an impact in tennessee well you know strangely enough and i and just happenstance i happen to be wearing a shirt i noticed yeah grant's college career um, and just happenstance that I have this shirt on and we're talking about Grant now. Um, but, you know, look, the people in Tennessee and Grant have a special relationship. Um, you know, when a kid comes to your school, as I said, 143, 146, whatever that number was, and has goals and objectives as Grant has and becomes the SEC player of the year, two years consecutively, he made a statement. And that statement was that I am somebody to be acknowledged and someone to follow. And Grant has a personality that is very special. And Grant has a very kind. And it's not hard to get along with a person like Grant because he's a special individual and he's a credit to humanity, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. (laughs) Couldn't, Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Jay. I was just going to say, hey, you know, he loves making statements, and maybe if his motor isn't on Gabon's level, uh, he's got a motor mouth. And I know, uh, I know, Jake had some yes. questions uh, along those lines. Yeah. So, I mean, Grant and his personality, I think, is something that Celtics fans have definitely um, fallen in love with. Um, clearly, he's, he's a big talker. Whether it's refs, coaches teammates um where 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 does that come from is that from you gilbert or is that from his his mom Teresa? i think he's a blend of both of us yeah can't say who he's more like and i would think a lot of that is me um but grant usually is right when he says something now yes he can never shut up even his (laughs) his coaches to this day tell me is he ever going to shut up and I said, he'll shut up when he has nothing of value to say. <laughs> but he has, has to keep it. He keeps it real. He keeps it within the framework of whatever you're discussing. So I, I can't say if he ever will, because they asked me to sh- shut him down some. And <laughs> I haven't no had the ability now. So what <laughs> makes you think I'm ability now that he's a grown man? Yeah, and especially now, the, the confidence... It's it's only growing, um, and I, I love that uh, phrase. We growing in the game. What, do I have Correct. that right? Growing in the game. Hashtag growing in. The, it's hashtag growing the game. We have to we have to keep pushing that one out. Um, that just makes me think that the connect the the alignment with the Celtics is even more perfect. Um, I'm not sure if you know this, uh, Gilbert, but they have a phrase um, plastered on some of the beams in the practice of facility. 
Kaizen, um, which uh, kind of came from Brad Stevens and his favorite book, Kaizen, which is um, the growth mindset, the, the art of continually improving. And I think the entire Celtics organization from Brad down to Jalen, all those players, they're always getting better and better. And Grant clearly fits right into that to that culture. Is that something that he's um he's always displayed? Is that strong work ethic, that kind of commitment to getting better every year? Well, that is true, but you also have to understand what Tennessee stands for. Mm. If you've ever been in the locker room in Knoxville, Tennessee, where they play. But- <laughs> yeah. Jake, have you ever been in that locker room? <laughs> yeah, look, the I was not blessed with um with with the height, so I, unless I was in there as a media person, uh, no, don't don't well, don't think so. Well, if you look in the gym, they have something called INAM. That's that's the saying of that team. And you know what that means? It's I not say. about me. Mm. INAM. So you notice that Grant is a very unselfish player. All right, he is a construction worker, and 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 his and his work ethic. And he'll do whatever it takes to get the building done or to finish the game or to win. And he doesn't matter how many points he scores or how many rebounds he gets or even how much playing time he has, because it's not about him. It's about the team. It's about winning. It's about go doing it the right way. So I am is something that Grant lives by. Now, you know, you get a lot of players who are shoot the ball a lot. We have a lot of those on the Boston Celtics, and they're very good scorers. Right? But somebody has to do the dirty work. Somebody has to mix the concrete. Somebody has to sweep the floor. Someone has to lay the brick. All right? And Grant is that guy who is going to do those things that those other people don't have to do because of their skill level. Um, Alex Caruso, who's a, you're probably familiar with him, he's a guard on the Bulls now. He, um, he had an interview with JJ Redick, and he talked about how you know, when you're coming into the NBA, like, they don't need a CEO necessarily. Like, they need a janitor or a construction worker. Right. But I guess as you progress through time, you know, you're going to get a promotion, right? So, you know, um, where do you see Grant's kind of idealized NBA role? What do, you, what do you think the best vision of him at an NBA level looks like? Well, if he continues to grow in the game, he will be something very special. Um, there are... Uh, I've watched this game my entire life. And I I know a lot of my best friends played the game on the highest levels. And you want I, I want Grant to be great, but Grant has his own path. Grant makes he you know it's hard to describe. You know, there are scorers, there are rebounders, like Dennis Rodman made his own way in the league. Um Truck Robinson did that. Kareem did it. Julius Irving did it. Grant is is creating his own mold. So you can't compare Grant to other players because Grant is going to have his own existence in that league, and he's going to do the things that Grant does. And we're not trying to be like anybody else. We're just trying to be ourselves. And that's what I always preach to my children. Be yourself. Do the best you can. Never let anybody take you off of your game. Play at the at the level. Don't let them speed you up. Don't let them slow you down. But continue to play at the level that you're most successful at. And don't let anybody take away your success. As long as you work hard and you do all the right things, 
then that's going to work for you. And that's what Grant does. So not to compare them, not to try and do, but to try and be your own person and to have your own style and, and let that work for you. I know one player that Grant sp- um, spoke about how he kind of modeled his game after um, was PJ Tucker, um, and they got to match up against each other in the in the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Um, and PJ Tucker has an interesting, you know, career in the in the sense that he had to go overseas in order to kind of find his find his way back into the NBA and find his role. Um, and I think that that was a that was a fair comparison maybe um, earlier in the year, but I think as the playoffs progressed and especially what we've seen from Grant coming into this year at still such a young age, um, you know PJ Tucker's in 30, 30, really didn't find his way in the league until he was thirty plus. Um, so I think there was elements of PJ Tucker's game and Grant that you could find parallels with, but the way that um, Grant has now started to display the the offensive arsenal, he's not just a stand in the corner shooter. That was something that he definitely showed his worth last year, but now we're starting to see a little bit more off the dribble. I know that's something he showed a lot at at Tennessee was getting in the post, playmaking. Um, he had a really nice pass to Hauser um, in the preseason. So is that is that kind of the where you see the next steps for Grant as he fi- gets, finds his footing? Well, you know, for me, Grant has all of those skills. Okay, he has every one of those schools. Grant has been surrounded by some of the greatest basketball players in the world. And Grant is a is a, per, a very learned person. I have challenged Grant to put the ball on the floor to attack. All right. But Grant is a role player on the Celtics. He is not there to do anything else but to play his role. Now, I've insisted that Grant when they go to a smaller lineup or when they go to a lineup without Jason and Jalen, I've expressed to Grant that you have to be the one to carry that offense. You can't just sit back and let everybody else do something because it's not successful for your team. So Grant is um, growing in his game. His confidence is growing. And Grant could always shoot the ball. Grant could dribble the ball very well. Uh, You know, uh, I I don't know why people are shocked. All right. I'm not shocked. But you have just, Grant is just starting to scratch the surface of what his potential is in the league. And again, he's going to be Grant. He's not going to be PJ. PJ is a great person. You know, they were both coached by Rick Barnes. And, uh, but PJ is 33. Okay. PJ is seven, I think now. Whatever he is, he's in the. And, you know, and, and, and the thing that bothers me the most is the comps that they give the NBA. And that's what you talked about, comps. His comp is a P.J. Tucker. His comp is a uh, whatever this, um, Larry Nance Jr. His comps mm-hmm. are John Green. He has comps similar to those players, okay, because they are constantly trying to compare you to somebody else. Um, when he came out of college, there was a guy who played at Indiana we had a big comp on. I can't remember his name. David uh, West, maybe? Yes. Yeah. He was a comp when Grant came out of college on who they were looking for Grant to play like. But what I'm trying to tell you is Grant's going to play like Grant. All right. And he's going to develop his own comps along the way because I believe just like PJ Tucker, Grant will be in that league for quite some time. 
oh, oh, Grant's going to be in the league for for a long, long time and have um, a lot of success doing it. I think, and I think that um, you know, a lot of rookies get to come into situations where you know they're they're in losing situations and they are able to display. I think a lot of the skills that are, that Grant clearly, clearly has and we're seeing more of now is the dribbling and the passing. Um, but because he was drafted to a team like the Celtics, who had you know championship aspirations and was stacked with with talent, he was kind of forced into into his role. Um, and it's exciting to see him now getting the chance and the encouragement from his teammates to show off more of that full arsenal. So I'm very excited to see that continue to grow this year. Well, He's kind of earned that, right? Like, the, you know, you start knocking down threes at 40%, like then you're a shooter that they have to close out on. You, you know, you earn the right to, to to put the ball on the floor with, with becoming a becoming a knockdown shooter, you know. Um, ha, did he always have that NBA range? I mean, like obviously he could always shoot it, but, you know, there's a difference between shooting, you know, from 15 feet and then from 20, 22, you know. Did he always have that kind of range? Understand basketball and, and what happens in basketball. When you're in high school and college and you're over six six, they don't want you shooting the ball and three. Mm. You know, there are very few people. Kevin Durant is very special. All right. And people like that are very special because they are on teams that have additional big people that you can have that that opportunity to go deeper. But in college, if he shot a three in college, he shot maybe two or three rig barns and have have a seat. Mm. Okay? So you have to stay in your lane. You have to know your place. And in order to win, you have to go and they play at your strengths. So he's had the ability to shoot the ball for quite some time. No, has he shot threes? No, it's not proven. But he's had the ability to shoot the threes. You know, he came home last summer and he worked on threes. This summer, we worked on threes. He shot a thousand threes a day. And his percentage is scary. Mm. I can't tell what it is, but it's scary. I've never seen in my life the percentage that he's shooting three point is that on the, <laughs> on the, oh, look, oh my God. Look, we worked on some things. We went to London. And Spain, we spent about three weeks, worked out every day in different gyms in London and in, in Madrid. We worked at Atletico and in Barcelona. We worked at uh, Barcelona. He shot the ball very, very well with all of his brothers attacking him, mm-hmm. including myself. And <laughs> uh, brutal. Okay. And the young man shot the ball extremely well. So we're really looking forward to his ability to shoot the ball from deep. And they better not leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I think I think the secret's out on uh, Grant Williams shooting. I mean, that's definitely going to get Celtics fans excited hearing about that. And here, and you know, speaking of that percentage getting scary, I've got to ask you about, you know, obviously the, he had an incredible year, kind of incredible playoff run. But game seven against the Milwaukee Bucks, Grant Williams is a Celtics hero. He's going to live on forever. If he never did anything else in the league, he would be he would live on forever in Celtics lore. How what was that like as a parent? Were you in there? Were you at, in the building for that game? How was that? In the building for every playoff game. Had a great opportunity. Watch my son. I followed he and his his mother and I followed every game in the playoffs. 
And it was very good to see. But if you're going to leave that man alone in the corner, you're going to put Brooke Lopez on him and he's not going to move his feet to get out on there. Then he's got to shoot the ball. And he shot the ball. And as a result, he was very successful. I wish he could have made a few more. <laughs> he shot like 18, right? It was like seven for 18. Something yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. And, and it was funny because Jason Tatum said, Grant shot the ball. <laughs> never get that many shots again. <laughs> and it was just unreal, you know, to watch your child in a game seven show out. Mm. Legendary. Yeah, and and that's a that that's a that's a relationship that's definitely um, grown. Um, I was lucky enough to get over to to Boston for game game two of the Brooklyn Nets series, uh, my first ever Celtics game in person. Uh, amazing experience, seventeen point comeback. Um, but something that I noticed beforehand, and we'd seen on social media, is Jason and Grant every game. They're they're playing a little one on one in the corner. Taking taking threes over each other, and in the and in the press the post game conferences and all the interviews, they're always going at each other. Who's stronger? You know, our Grant yeah, Grant can shoot, but he's not that tall. Um, right. h- how's that relationship uh, developed? You know, it's a brotherhood. You know, those guys. Look, it's a long season, okay, and you have to endure the season with a group of guys, and it's never easy. Okay, so Grant and Jason have a brotherly type relationship from what I've seen. Okay, and brothers juke at brothers. Brothers always compete against one another. So it's just a brotherly type relationship that I feel that they've developed through their friends as well, because they have similar friends. All right. They 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 have a lot in common. All right. And they've been playing since high school. So it's been a while. And they've been competing against one another since high school. And um, Peach Jam, because Jason beat CP3, the team that Grant played for, for the championship. And Harry Giles and, and Jason Tatum are best buds. And Harry Giles and Grant played on the same team. So it's been a, a, a carousel of calamity as well as very interesting. I love it. What was it like? So this is a mate, little little bit of a jump around, but it just kind of yeah, triggered me. I was just wondering what the draft process was like from the family's perspective. Um, well, and can, what 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 is when you knew he was going to be picked by the by the Celtics. Well, let me just say this: that was a very sad day for me personally. <laughs> All right. Up in New York. Okay. Uh, of course. Look, Grant is a first team All American, consensus All American. And we were not invited by the NBA to come to the NBA draft. Mm. Okay. okay. Um, they invited a lot of other people because they only are they're only bringing so many people and pay their expenses to come to the draft. Grant was not one that they invited. So um, I wanted to go to New York. I wanted to hear my son's name called. I had all of my friends and family that I grew up going to the draft. And when they did not invite him, Grant says, hey, no big deal. We'll just stay here and we'll go over to my friend Lucas's house and we'll have a draft party. 
And if I get drafted, then we'll, we'll, we'll just celebrate. So at the draft itself, as we were sitting there, we were looking at who was drafted in front of him. And we thought he could go anywhere between 16 and 24. A couple of trades were made. Some moves were made. Um, Utah jumped out and traded away. Boston traded the pick to to Memphis, which turned to Brandon Clark. Yeah, Brandon Clark. And we thought he had a, a good chance of going to Memphis because we thought that that was a good place for him to bring his Tennessee fan base with him. Mm-hmm. And my, my brother said he would go to Memphis, but my brother said he would be a Celtic from the beginning. Okay. And strangely enough, when he was finally drafted by the Celtics, we were all sitting there and we saw that Brandon Clark was going. We said, well, he's next. We knew it. He's the next one of his size and who plays that position to be next. And we were sitting there and he got the call. And we got the call two minutes before they announced him, like a minute. Okay. When he got the call, his, his high school coach and all of his friends jumped up and down and jumped on him, his mother, et cetera. For me, it was a little, it was a tear of sadness because a tear ran down my right eye because he was drafted by the Boston Celtics and I'm a New York Knicks fan. I, I, <laughs> still, still. <laughs> Forever. Uh, <laughs> I love. I, well, Gil, it's been great to have you. <laughs> look, yeah, yeah, yeah. I look, appreciate your time. Yeah, no. <laughs> look, I just have to tell you what happened. You want to know the story? So oh, of course. I want to know the story, man. The tear came down my eye, but I was very pleased because I knew that Boston was the best place for Grant and his development and his future. And I thought it was a great fit because I, there were three teams that I thought he would fit at. And one was Boston, the second was San Antonio, and the third was Utah. And I thought that Grant's game would be something that he could develop within those three organizations. Mm. Now, quite naturally, I'm a Boston fan with my son playing there. Okay? Um, And I love the fact that he has taken that city and embraced it. And it's become a part of his being because he loves Boston. He loves everything about Boston. And as I told the the people that were with the Boston Celtics organization, the community service group, I said, if you ever need somebody to come out and do something and represent the Celtics, this is your guy. And Grant has lived up to that 1,000%. Because if they need something, if they have anything going on, any program, could be the smallest thing from going to the pool and swimming with taco and teaching kids how to swim and learning how to swim, you know, to going, giving out checks for big, small business. I mean, whatever it is, Grant is the guy that represents that Celtic brand. Okay. And that's, that's very special to be a guy that you can call on and embrace and a person will come and follow up and be there. And Grant, that guy. Yeah, the dependability and the reliability carries over on and off the court. Um, I mean, I can I can sympathize with the New York fandom, but I think as far as Grant's career going, I, I do agree that Boston is um, 
Definitely. Great- I mean, I don't know. You, you've, you've been through some pain, especially in the last uh, 10, 15 years as a New York Knicks fan. Um, it's 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 probably refreshing. You can come to come to Boston and experience some some playoff success. With basketball, absolutely. But <laughs> I can only tell you this: in 1972, I was at the game when the Knicks won the championship, and it's 2022. It's been <laughs> wild, all right? It's been wild. Trust me, and it's going to be a long while again, <laughs> Boston, and it'll be a long time for Knicks fans to. Be enjoy anything but it won't happen this year or next year or any next year but you know it's something when you grow up with a team you go with that team mm. oh, of course no, um no just picking up on your comment about the teams you wanted them to land on um yeah. was it if i think about what those teams have in common one they were all well san antonio was still a playoff team at that point utah was good um was it just you wanted them to go to a good team that also had a record of developing players. Was that kind of like your mentality there? My mentality was the the development. Mm-hmm. wasn't so much the championship or the playoffs or anything like that because I was sure that Grant, at some point in his career, would be in that position, and whatever team he ends up on. But the development in these three in those three cities, the player development, I thought was second to none. You can't go to an L.A. and, and, well, you can, I guess, and get developed like you can in a Boston or San Antonio. Utah didn't really have that, but they they were developing a good team. And they did have one until they just blew it up. Blew it up, you know? Um, So I I believe that's a place where, look, I I know the places where my son can thrive Mm. and not be – someone who is overtaken by that culture. Okay. Like a New York or LA or, or, you know, those big cities are and Boston. Don't get me wrong. is a big city, but Grant is not the go out kind of kid. He's not going to be out in the streets. He's not going to be chasing skirts. He's not going to do anything. Okay. And Grant doesn't do anything harmful to his body or anything negative, you know, in the public eye. So I worry about my child in those three cities in particular, especially in early years of his career. That's what I'm saying. How have you seen him develop? Like, what have you noticed from a developmental perspective that you, that you think is really being added to him in his time at the Celtics? Well, I think that his ability to become a pro and, and that's a, that's a big thing, you know, understanding the life of a pro, to live as a pro, to work out as a pro. You know, the NBA doesn't necessarily give you the high school or college workout scenario where you go in the gym and you're running laps and you're doing this and suicides and, and things of that nature. You're pretty much on your own to develop. And they have the coaching staff and the people support team to assist you in the, on the pro level. But you have to bring forth the energy and the professionalism in order to accept those things. All right. It's a big difference. And, you know, people often say, what's the pro game like? Well, the pro game is about individual workouts in order to make yourself better. And then putting those workouts in a team concept. So basketball is just one thing to me. And I've taught Grant his whole life. Basketball is an individual sport. 
and a team concept. If you think about it, think about it, you'll understand what I mean. Michael Jordan couldn't be Michael Jordan without being an individual and a team concept. It's like jazz, right? You know, it's an individual and a team concept. That's correct. All yeah. of that. That was a nice little uh, tidbit. Are you, are you, are you still playing uh, any music, Gil? Well, you know, strangely enough, the, all of that in my bio is incorrect. <laughs> Set the record straight, mate. Okay. Come to yeah, the, well, well, you need you need a place with a you need to come to a massive platform here, and you're able, you're going to be able to set the record straight. Well, I can, right. I can make it straight for you. His grandfather is a jazz musician. Okay. I myself was in the personal protection business originally, and I bodyguarded entertainers. All right, and I did major concerts around the world by the biggest artists on the planet. I was around the entertainment business, but nor have I ever been a jazz musician. Okay, there we go. <laughs> the internet is full of lies. Everyone, yeah, well, the record is straight. Something that came out in the original press release yeah. right, that was written by someone who did not speak to me. Okay? So <laughs> to get the record straight, I've never been a jazz musician other than when I was 12 years old and I played in a little jazz band in camp. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did you play? What was your instrument? Trombone. I played trombone. Oh, no clarinet. I have multiple instruments that I have played in my life. Okay. But I have never, or will I ever be in a jazz band? <laughs> well, okay. So this podcast every year plays some pretty in-depth trivia. Okay. And one of the questions this year was, which current Celtics father used to bodyguard for Prince? Okay. Do you know the answer to that one? <laughs> I do. Yours truly. That's right. So again, could Prince, that, could that Prince really got right. Could Prince really hope? Like, that's what you hear. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he had a gym at, at the house, and look, he would play all the time. He played in high school. You know, I went to school in Minnesota. So that's where I had the opportunity to meet the young man prior to his his stardom. Right. Um, so you knew Prince before he was famous? Yes. I knew him when he was in the band called Flight Time. He and Jimmy Jam was, <laughs> and all those guys used to go around and play all the college campuses. Yes. How about that, eh? Awesome. Yeah, Morris. I, I know all of those guys personally because I knew them before they were rich and shameless. <laughs> <laughs> what was this game like? Like, he's a little guy, right? Like, was he? Guard. Yeah, yeah. Was he like an Allen Iverson guard or was he like an Isaiah Thomas well, kind no, of guard? Allen Iverson or Isaiah Thomas guard, dude. That doesn't happen. <laughs> he was a prince guard, right? <laughs> you cannot. Look, there you go with the comps again. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm just trying to understand. <laughs> he could play bad. He could probably beat you, right? Maybe. I don't doubt it. Look, maybe. That's not saying much. Look. No, he was very competitive. He had a jump shot. He could shoot the lights out of the ball very well, right? But he he was he could talk more than Grant. <laughs> Grant doesn't talk on the floor. You know, he doesn't talk mess on the floor when he's playing in the NBA. What he talks basketball when he's on the floor and defensive schemes and offensive schemes, but he doesn't talk boo boo on the floor. All right. <laughs> Prince talks boo-boo all the time. 
All right. So <laughs> Prince would always make sure that he surrounded himself with people that could complement his game. It would allow him ball because I don't think there's ever been a bad shot that Prince took that he thought was a bad shot. <laughs> he didn't know what bad. Is that you got the kid? Yeah. So you know, so you- most musicians and entertainers play basketball. You know, um, New Edition played basketball. You know, every- everybody plays basketball. All these rapper guys, everybody wants mm-hmm. to play basketball, J. Cole, all these guys. So basketball is something that all of them have in common. And when you look for commonalities, when you're meeting people, like you have media commonalities, you probably do a lot of other things that you have friends and you've met friends by, and you get a chance to talk about those things. Well, basketball is just a vehicle for friendship and international growth. I feel like we're friends now, Gil. I feel like even though you said I couldn't beat Prince, you know, I still feel like we're friends. <laughs> and, and we're friends. Look, you know, strangely enough, you guys are down under. And every year Brett was in high school, they hosted a team from down under to come play in high school. And every year, that's four years, I hosted a group of four young men from your countries that stayed at my house while they played here in Charlotte. So I'm very close to you guys in regards to, because I have bears and all kinds of things and gifts that they brought me and left here as a result of their stay. So they lived in my house, they ate here, they, you know, they were part of my family for two or three days. So every year, I, I feel a closeness to you guys down there. You should come down, yeah. especially when yeah. it gets cold over there. Come down hey, here, get some, get some warmth. Hey, look, let's continue to talk offline, <laughs> and we can um, arrange that. And who knows, I might be there. In a few right. minutes. Look. There we go. Perfect. Hey, we, well, you got a place to stay in, in Sydney and and Auckland. So <laughs> there oh, you go. I need them both and don't be surprised. Yeah, man. hundred <laughs> percent on. I'll take you to I'll take yeah. you to Hobbiton if you're in the Lord of the Rings. Oh that's where that's where we take all the tourists. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to do all of that. I'd love to come in and spend a couple of days with you guys and maybe we can do something while we're there to Enrich young people. Oh, yeah, I got some, awesome. I got some ideas. Good, perfect. Um, before before we let you get out of here, you did say that Grant doesn't like to talk on the court. I do think that's true, but I want to ask you about some of the little rivalries he's um kind of picked up along the way, and I have a little clip for us to kind of to watch here. Uh, one in particular. <laughs> As Smart gets into the front court, finds Brown. Brown goes inside, blocked by Green. Terrific defensive play from Draymond Green, who has some words. And a moving screen call on Grant Williams as Draymond Green draws the foul. Green and Williams going face-to-face again. They did it in game two in San Francisco. Grant Williams is young, but he's not one to hold back talking. Oh, he picks up his first foul. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Draymond Green, 
And I think this is something that Grant really endeared himself to not just Celtics Love fans, it. but I think NBA fans around uh, around the league. How, how, how are your thoughts on um, Draymond Green and their little rivalry? Well, you know, Draymond and Grant are best of Let's not get it twisted, right? <laughs> All right. Draymond gave Grant a signed jersey, which is on Grant's wall at his house. They exchanged jerseys. All right. So Graymon is Grant's guy. But once again, this is basketball. You play on a different team and you will not be pumped by anybody. And Draymond has some issues, as you can tell from his latest. Hey, yeah. All right. And um, after that, after he did that, Grant and I had a father and son conversation. As you would have with your children if they were in a fight at least in my house where I grew up with my father. All right. And we had a father son conversation. It's either him or me. Which one do you want? All right. That can't happen again. All right. And that's how I can close that. <laughs> Understand. I'm a, look, you know, I, I'm an, I'm an uh, eighth degree black belt. Been one since I was. Ooh. Okay. Um, well trained, master. In what? In which? In which art? Shotokan, Shotokan karate. That's why okay. I'm able to become a bodyguard, and that just happens to happen because people wanted me around because they knew I had skills. All right, I didn't start playing basketball until I was a junior in high school. And matter of fact, this morning I had a conversation with a young man named Steve Shepard. I don't know if you knew him. He was the number one player in New York, went to University of Maryland and played for the Chicago Bulls in the 1976 Olympic team, USA. Okay. And, he, and his name was Steve Shepard, All-American. Um, and he was talking about, you know, he was around me. We grew up in the same neighborhood. And he said, you know what? The karate that you took earlier helped you. In basketball, and we talked about John Lucas and how tennis helped him. And we went through all of the people that we personally know and talked about the experiences of, of different sports and how they related to our games. So um, Grant has been around a very dangerous person, okay, <laughs> um, his entire life. has been around all of the greatest musicians and entertainers ever okay period second to none i have been around everybody in your record collection your mother's record collection and your grandmother's collection and i worked for someone who i was in charge of their protection during an event okay so we don't play that thing you know we don't we don't no we will not be punked Right. We, that's not going to happen. And, you know, the media made it bigger than what it was. But to be honest with you, when I got back to Grant's house after the game, you know, what happened to the jersey, right? Picked it up <laughs> off the deal. wall, put it in the corner. Okay. Put Kevin Durant in its place. <laughs> okay. Kevin Durant was on the floor. Draymond's was on the wall. I picked Draymond's up off the wall. And took it to a corner of that room and faced it toward the corner. 
because I knew it was going to be on the next game. Yes, sir. So that's the truth. Going to war. Draymond went to the corner, right? <laughs> when you send a kid to the corner, get go to the corner. You know, you're bad. Go to the corner. Draymond went to the corner. And that's where he stayed throughout the playoffs. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. I love it. Well, look, I'm, I'm a white belt um, in jujitsu. So when you come down, I'm sure we can, we can spar. Um, you know, I'll show you a couple of moves. Look, I don't play with children. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I'm probably better off teaching you how to surf than I am teaching you how to fight. Let's be honest. That would be a wonderful thing. <laughs> that would be fun. So Beautiful. now well, got for you. You know, I, I can't expose any more inner secrets and hit of, of my family life with you. But you've got, of course, you've gotten the Jasmine thing, and you've gotten the Draymond corner, right? Oh man, that's awesome that's, stories. That's so perfect. good. That would hundred percent have been put in the paper. Like if, if yeah. that if, if I found that out during the playoffs, I'd have loved that. Oh, that's gold. Mate, yeah, Gil, mate, you, you've been absolutely so generous with your time. Um, thanks so much for stopping by, and we appreciate um, the time you've given us. Well, I appreciate you guys reaching out. I don't do this often. I usually stay to myself and don't get on these podcasts. But, hey, you got the first shot at it, and I guess you guys are far enough away that I know yeah. that uh, it, it won't hurt me that much. I was say, yeah, yeah, hopefully you're not, you're not going to get in trouble with Grant. Does Grant know that you're doing this? No. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, It'll shock well, him. It'll shock yeah. him. But he'll understand. You know, look, just like I can't control him, you know the opposite is the same. Yes, right. Well, I love it. He's my, he's, him and Smart are my favorite players on the team. I got I got two autographed basketball cards by Grant. Um, I really hope he play stays on the team. I'm eagerly awaiting the uh, the extension signing. Yeah, um, I love his game. You have to understand how many extensions has the Boston Celtics given out in the last eight? You uh, Rob Williams, Jalen, oh, Tatum. Well, all the guys we've drafted, Marcus. right? Yeah, Marcus. Yeah. Um, so then it was a while before then. Before Avery yeah. Bradley would have been the one before that. So the first. Sorry? Avery Bradley was the first. Yeah. Okay. That'd he be right. Marcus Smart was the second. He denied it. Kendrick Perkins was the third. True. Robin Williams was the fourth. Because you can't you can't put Jalen and Jason in the same. True. Mm. You can't put them in there. All right. Mm. So actually, there are four: Avery Bradley, um, Marcus Smart, Kendrick Perkins, and Robert Williams. And look at those deals. Look at all four of those deals, which are extremely team friendly. Mm. Extremely team friendly. And I didn't get this. Look, I didn't make this up. And a general manager had a conversation with me, you know, the analytic, uh, our analytical general manager. He's the one that brought that to my attention. And he says, you know, Boston is a difficult place to get an, an extension. 
of any meaning. You know, Robert took the extension because Robert. Injury was, issues. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Kendrick Perkins took the extension because of very similarly, you know, Grant is a different person than every one of those per- people other than Marcus Smart. Mm. And Marcus Smart had to come back the next year and they gave him a little more than what they anticipated mm. giving him an extension. Right. Yeah, I remember. So, yeah. You know, when you're when you're doing the math and, you know, we're an educated family. We're very, you know, we understand basketball. We understand a lot of things. Um, and that's what the guy told me. He said, Grant understands all of this with the exception of the salary cap and, and those things and the taxes. And he's going to learn that. Grant is very, look, Grant will probably be a general manager one day of a team. Okay. Of the Celtics. Of the Celtics, of course. Of, of, of There's a strong possibility that Grant will be around that franchise for a very long time. And we would love for Grant to be there for the rest of his career. Yeah. Okay. That would be ideal as anybody else who plays for that organization wants their people to be there forever. But you have to look at all of the players that the Boston Celtics have allowed to leave there and have been very successful after they left there. Crowder. Look, you can go on for, we can have a whole talk show about that. Yes, sir. All right. About the talent that's walked out of Boston. All right. For economical reasons. We look, we've been banging the table. Every time Grant steps on that court, the price seems to be going up. So all I'll say is Brad Stevens is still relatively new. So we can't say too much on the track record. I reckon, uh, I reckon things will get done. And they will. And we're, we're, look, by no means am I trying to influence any of that by any means, shape, or form. I'm just giving you the facts. Since you're All right. And those are the facts that I was led to believe. And that's what I was told. And I just live by that. By the people who actually make the decisions. Yes, sir. Perfect. Well, Gil, mate, you've, you've got more important things to do than talk to two two fellas down under. Um, we appreciate it. We're super excited for Grant's career going forward. Um, take it easy. And maybe we can revisit this when we win the championship this year. Yeah, let's do it. We're holding you to that. You know, yes, sir. We, can, we can chat maybe on the way and, you know, we can, we can um, revisit this. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. All right, hundred percent. You're you're, wel- you're welcome back anytime. No question. Yeah, well, if you got to get some takes <laughs> off, man, you know where to call. Exactly. Yeah. If uh, yeah, if you just, so the ref screws Grant, whatever it happens, this is the place you can come to to, to vent. They always do. Sure. Actually, they always do. You know what? This <laughs> this well, look, this look. really annoys me. No, he gets in legal guarding position so times guys will go straight into his chest and they'll call a blocking foul on Grant. I just I. Like, I understand why he loses the <laughs> plot at refs. Well, look. He moves his feet properly, man. He gets a real rough whistle. He's like the new Daniel Tice. Well, who are you going to give the foul to? Let's talk about that. One sec. Uh, yeah. All right, here we go. Now you open <laughs> the can of worms. Now, look. Ugh. Are you going to give the foul to Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, Al Horford? Or are you going to give it to Grant? <laughs> Yeah, well, they're not going to call it on Giannis. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So if that's the five that's in the game, all right, and everybody's all together, 
Who are you going to give the foul to? Mm. Mm. He's going to earn that rep. It's yeah. coming. He's going to get that. Get the- that comes with time and and exposure and 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 them watching you play and and you know it being brought up. Well, I'm bringing it up now. He gets an awful whistle, man. It's not fair. <laughs> uh, all righty, Gil. Yeah, sorry, sorry. You just you, you no, set no, me good off. You set me off it, a little it's bit. It's true. It's true. We're gonna look. We- I, I agree with you. I'm just. I just gave you the why. reason why. All right, and there's a re- no, there's a reason for everything they do. You know, I mean. <sighs> <sighs> Oh, beautiful. All right. Uh, but I understand the reasons. And you know what? He told me that. Right. You know, he's the one that said, Dad, who are you going to get a foul to? That's right. He's he's the punching bag in the locking room, and he's the punching bag <laughs> when it comes to fouls as yeah, well. Everywhere. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, somebody, Someone's got to do the dirty work. Yeah, somebody got it. <laughs> but if you can take it, all right, if you can, if, you know, if you can take it, then it makes you a better person, all right? You, if, you know, look, they have, they have to release on somebody. And look, he's not going to stop talking. <laughs> so look, it is what it is. Yes, sir. Oh, beautiful. All righty. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Joe, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of First of the Floor. That's been an incredible interview with Gilbert Williams. Talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.